Everything's under control here. Everything's fine. We had a slight podcaster malfunction, but everything's perfectly all right now. We're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you. How are you? As long as everything is normal, nothing should throw us off. What? We have two topics today? Okay, so today's episode is about Anchor Brewing, and it's about Steam Beer. Two podcasts for the price of one. Think of the savings. And come in and have a drink. Welcome to Have a Drink, the show where you learn along with us about the glorious drink called beer. I'm Brittany Lee Walker. I'm Justin Frazier. And I'm Christopher Walker. Hello. Hey, guys. So it's like it's been a whole week since we've seen each other. It has, but it feels like it's been a while since I've podcasted. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man. Things happen. And, oh, uh should mention the last time that we were all together, we actually had a nice uh, nice round of beers. Oh, my God. Beers giving. Hmm. It was nice. Uh, those of you who follow us on Untapped saw exactly what we put ourselves through. And Man, we... I, I realized the next morning that I stopped it like, I don't know, three quarters of the way through. I just stopped checking in. <laughs> yeah, after a while, you just kind of give up on that part. Yeah, uh, and if we do it again, we are definitely cutting back on the beers because after the first half, I can't. I was like, oh yeah, I can't remember if any of the next six were any good. <laughs> Uh, I remember them being good. It's just, they were all dark, so a lot of them started to, to blend together. There was a big gap between, like, the last two, though, in my head, so. You know, we didn't post any pictures about that, so we should we should do that. We had uh, fancy glasses and fancy menus that Casey made. <laughs> yeah, no, like, I was, ex- I... <laughs> the only thing I was surprised by was that the menus were not embossed. Right? With like a gold border and yeah. Uh they were still ridiculous. But helpful. Parch- parchment paper with your men- with with the menu list yes. of beers on there. No. It was it was a fun time. Uh had a lot of great you know, had a lot of friends up. It drank a whole lot. It was, uh, yeah, it was a it was a good time of hanging out, that's for sure. And can we just uh, discuss the how ludicrous it is that the twenty sixteen anchor uh Christmas ale <laughs> Is only sold in that gigantic bottle. Oh <laughs> no, I, yeah, I'm posting a picture of that for anyone who has not seen that. Oh. It was insane. It's we like got a through fake that whole bottle, bottle, though, right? Yeah, between the however, like eight of us or whatever it was. I think nine. No, there were twelve. Twelve. Okay, I lost count. Uh, yeah, no, like it's a gigantic bottle. It's. It's like a large-ish champagne bottle is what it looked like. Oh, yeah. Like yeah, a big fake one, though. Like <laughs> 1.7 liters or something like that. Like, yeah. it was coming up on two liters. Like, it was ridiculous. I mean, I didn't know what the rest of you guys were going to drink, but... <laughs> no six-packs. Like, they're they're selling you it in six-packs? Six of those bottles? But, well, no, it's... <laughs> yes, you can get a six-pack of those bottles, those giant bottles. You just need a backpack to carry it. No, the only six-packs that they were selling it, like, the regular size bottles in, was a vertical six-pack. So it had this year's, last year's, and the years before. So you could try them all, which is awesome. But nowhere around here was selling that thing, and we needed it for a crowd. So See, I had to get... you say vertical six-pack, and I'm picturing, like, those uh, <clears throat> those big bags that people will put shoes in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. I'm sure well, that's not actually the case, but... No. It could be. It very well could be. But I think, despite having just done a quick news episode, there is actually still a ton more news. So let's go ahead and dive on in there. 
All right. world keeps on turning. It does. It doesn't stop for anything. Uh, Except, you know, really boring times when we really need to get a, th- get a third article. Right. And then it's like scrambling. It's like, ah, oh, crap. Can we make something up? <laughs> no, that's not ethical. First story, uh, Schlafly Beer Company founder is leaving the brewery. Wow. Yeah, did, he, did he say that he was tired of trying to say the name? Right. <laughs> no, but I am. 25 years after co-founding St. Louis's largest craft brewery, Dan Kopman is leaving the company. Uh, Kopman helped launch the St. Louis brewery, Schlafly Beers, uh, parent company in 1991 with attorney Tom Schlafly. As a longtime CEO at Schlafly, Kopman oversaw the growth of the brewery uh, beyond its roots at the taproom downtown to the Bottleworks restaurant and brewery that opened in a former grocery store in 2003 in Maplewood. Today, Schlafly beer is distributed in more than a dozen states and produces about 60,000 barrels of beer annually. That's a lot of beer. Indeed it is. Uh, In 2012, the St. Louis Brewery sold a majority interest in the company to Clayton-based private equity firm Sage Capital. In February 2015, the brewer named James Pendergraft as its new... Wait, is that the name from... uh... No. Oh. You sure? From Paranorman? It's not. Oh. That was Prendergast. Oh, Prendergast. Yeah, I was going to say, that's some kind of guest. All right. I knew exactly Under- what you were going to say as soon as I was like, wait, Un- nope. Underrated movie, Paranorman. I love Underrated? That God, that movie is amazing. No, I'm saying, like, like not the- enough people watched it and talk about how great it is. Oh, yeah. It gets, and it's, oh, I don't know. We can go on about that. That's a great movie. But seriously, everything that comes out of that studio has been amazing, except Coraline. I didn't like that too much. I haven't seen that yet. It wasn't wasn't very good. No. Uh, James Pendergraft as their new CEO uh, to succeed Kopman in the role. And Kopman became co-chairman of the St. Louis Brewery. In a phone interview, Kopman, 55, said he's proud of Schlafly Beer's role in helping spur revitalization efforts both downtown and in Maplewood. We accomplished the goals we wanted to change the beer culture in St. Louis and make the community better for everyone, he said. I have 25 years of amazing memories that are priceless. Kotman, who lived in Clayton, said he has not yet determined if he'll keep working in the beer industry. Don't honestly know where I'm headed, he said. So that means, unlike a lot of these other stories where uh, head brewers and founders are leaving a lot of these companies and going to other companies, he's just kind of just leaving. Yeah, he's just done. Yeah, He may, well, he, you know, he's 55, he's you know, headed a, a large growing, you know, brewery for a while, you know, could be that he, maybe he's just thinking like, maybe I'm just going to retire or like find something to do part of the time and right. relax the rest of the time. Pulling a uh, Chris Metzen kind of a, I'm just kind of done with this for now. Like, you know, in a few years I might get bored, start doing something else. I don't know. Maybe he's going to go on walkabout, <laughs> just wander the world. I mean, that's what I want to do. Uh, Kotman noted that in the past quarter century, Schlafly Beer grew revenue to $20 million. Man, when you start framing 25 years as a quarter century, it really starts making me feel old. Right. Yeah. When you're like, holy crap, I'm almost down two of those. Like, geez. Yeah, like it's like, oh, oh, geez. Okay, time moves forward and we're all going to die. <laughs> we all get old. Dust in the wind. Dust, Dust in, in the wind. The wind. Okay. Oh God. <laughs> you knew you knew we were going to break into song. Mm, yeah. It it was only only a matter of time. Uh, in addition to his role at Schlafly Beer, Kopman has been active for many years in the local and national craft beer industry, and is at an at-large representative to the board of directors at the Brewers Association. So he may just, you know, work on Brewers Association stuff without having something that would be. What's the word I'm looking for here? Considering he uh, works at a brewery, like it may be, it may be the new focus of his of his time is yeah. I don't know how much time that it takes up, but you know, I'm I'm not rich enough to to belong to boards, so <laughs> we don't we don't, I don't have know those what, I don't know what goes on in there outside of you know deciding elections. Uh, Dan always championed the idea of being friendly and approachable, and so much of that has passed on to the next generation of brewers. That's just kind of how they closed it out. So, yeah, one of 
I guess you could say the founders of the current craft beer scene kind of stepping away from it. Yeah, Schlafly was one of those like <clears throat> first beers I could always recognize the name of, if not, not say know, it properly. How to pronounce. <laughs> uh, whenever I would go, you know, go start trying new beers, I always knew like usually grab one of theirs and it's going to be okay. And this guy is probably responsible for you know minimum making sure it expanded out into this market. Uh, oh yeah, definitely. Good on him. Hope he enjoys where he's going next, and hopefully he wasn't forced out in some sort of yeah. horrible, anger, angry merger. Some kind of awful coup that we're about to hear about how they're getting bought. It doesn't seem like it. I mean, at 55, it's not it's not a terrible age either. You know? No. It's a he's made all the money he wants to make, so now he's going to go spend all said money. <laughs> all right, uh, our next story... Kind of had me very worried when I just saw the headlines. He was like, oh, God, what does it mean? Uh, Pabst to handle New Holland sales starting in 2017. Pabst Brewing Company will handle the distribution and sales of New Holland Brewing Company beers starting early next year. This, this, These two breweries do not yeah. have a strong connection in my brain. Nope. No, like together, <laughs> no, they have, there's nothing. <laughs> That's kind of what had me so worried about this. Uh, the company's announced the partnership on Thursday. New Holland is well known for its strong, dark, malty dragon's milk bourbon barrel stout. The partnership Pabst, well known for its its you know sex on a canoe style water. I mean beer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And hipster hipster magnet. Uh, this partnership allows us to distribute our beer brands to more consumers throughout the country. By leveraging uh, PAP's robust sales and distribution platform, said Brett Vanderkamp, New Holland founder and president, in a news release. Uh, a New Holland spokesman said the partnership isn't a merger. A New Holland and New Holland isn't being bought out by PAP's, which is nice to know. Like, there's no stake. Like, PAP's is not getting any stake in New Holland. They're just, they're just getting big bags of money, so they agree to, you know. Exactly. It's big bags of money. Uh, The deal gives New Holland broader distribution and adds a high-end craft beer brand to PAP's portfolio. The agreement will be a long-term partnership. PAP CEO Simon Thorpe said the partnership is the first time any large supplier has partnered with a small craft brewer without taking any ownership of the company or buying shares. Like that is, can't emphasize that enough. That is the most important part of this. Like there are, they have no stake in this other than the green cash that New Holland hands to them. I assume it is large amounts. What could be neat is uh, places that traditionally would just get papsed. Can you imagine like having papsed on one end of the draft and then like right next to it, <laughs> dragon's milk? Yeah, I was say dragon's milk. Yeah, you'll see dragon's milk will be popping up and the, the Hatter series. They're going to be popping up in a lot of bars where they weren't before. Well, that's the thing. This is pretty great news in reality. Like, good for them. They're going to get into more places across the country good for new holland yeah. and also good for paps because they like bunny yeah well i mean yeah it, business-wise it is it's kind of the perfect win-win oh yeah new holland's exploding uh, well i'm sure they would like to win more by you know owning getting, them yeah. but well, well yeah. good job at not good job at not you know being bought yeah. yet yeah. exactly they'll be getting their beer out there without losing their soul uh, this is a long-term agreement set up so that it can last for the next 20 years and beyond, he said. It's not about Pat simply selling some New Holland beer for a fee. There is a bigger idea in what we are building together that speaks to mutual trust, true partnership, and long-term vision of what we can accomplish. Man, there's going to be – there are one-year-olds right now that are going to be able to drink by the time this deal is done. Well, they said like, and beyond. Deal, like, yeah, I'm saying that by the time this 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 original agreement is is done. Oh yeah, yeah, they'll just they'll be hitting that drinking age, and then suddenly all the dragons milk could be pulled out of their market, and they'll just be sad. <laughs> Man, let's not talk about that dark day. <laughs> uh, the partnership will launch New Holland into nationwide sales because I guess they're still currently only in small, not select markets. We'll say it. Select, probably not that small, but I imagine they did. I don't think they have a full, you know national uh distribution right stuff going so yeah yeah some of the things are harder to get in some places but you i think you can generally find it in almost every state mm. all right 
Sorry, they started listing the stuff they have down there. I was like, oh. Yeah, it's like, hmm, I can give <laughs> some poetry right now. All right. Well, our third story, this one was actually from the beginning of the month, but we had never covered it. And that was surprising even to me. Like, I'd, I'd known about this one, and I've actually heard a lot of other people talking about it. And I was like, well, why don't we just finally talk about it? But UNESCO has just added Belgian beer to its heritage list. Ooh. What, what do cookies have to do with Belgian beer and heritage? <laughs> No, 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 um, UNESCO. Oh. I didn't know about the cultural heritage thing that they did. Like this, I was like, who? Because I've been to a number of UNESCO uh, uh, World Heritage Landmark sites, but never been to, you know, never known about the other side of this. Uh, they start out with this nice little paragraph talking about life in Belgium is soaked in beer, from cheese washed with suds to town festivals to a pipeline that we may have talked about before, that pumps over a thousand gallons of beer every hour on a two-mile journey through Bruges. Oh man, I still want that pipeline to pump to me. I know, right? So it's no surprise that the beer is part of the world's vision of Belgium too. And as Reuters reports, uh, that Reuters. image huh? Reuters. 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 My Reuters. bad. I always do that. I always <laughs> see it, and I'm like, "What? Oh, damn it!" Uh, that image was was just reinforced big time with the announcement of the UNESCO has added Belgian beer culture to a key heritage list this week. Uh, the list isn't the one you might think of when you imagine UNESCO, yeah, <laughs> which is perhaps better known for designating world heritage sites at places of historical and cultural interest worldwide. Rather, it's the agency's representative list of the intangible cultural heritage of humanity a growing list of holidays, cultural practices, and foodways worldwide. Okay, but I can totally picture uh, things that are historically or uh, historically significant about beer in Belgium. Like this here is where our old monarch, uh, an old monarch, passed out drunk in the gutter during a celebration. Uh, well, you I want mean, to see would, one of those? Like that would uh, just be the entire the entire country. <laughs> Oh man, I can get into to uh, old uh, German, uh, <clears throat> German and Belgian principalities and their their drunk rulers for a while. But let's let's go on with the story. <laughs> the list, which already includes things like India's oh god, chow chow, chow, chow. dance, uh, Croatian gingerbread craft. I want to know more about that already. <laughs> like, hold on, like. What are they crafting from gingerbread? Are they like? I have to click on this. There's a link. Let's let's find out what's going on. Oh. Well, they are making very intricate gingerbread cookies. It looks Damn. like. Oh. I'm more disappointed now. I was thinking like blacksmithing, but with gingerbread. <laughs> I mean, I guess it depends on how you look at it. Like someone comes out and they're like they're tempering the the gingerbread <laughs> for a high, finely honed cookie. Like dunking it. Dunking it into ice cold milk to temper it. Just watch it start hissing. That's like the, that's like the blacksmith shop at the North Pole is what I just picture now. <laughs> Getting hungry. Uh, All right, and a Brazilian celebration of Our Lady of Nazareth is decided on by an intro-governmental committee that reviews nominations and puts forth cultural practices in need of safeguarding and those that should be celebrated as representative of their respective cultures. I don't think beer culture needs to be, you know, safeguarded. It's kind of well, out well, there. I don't think it's going anywhere unless there's a worldwide. For Belgium, I can, I can see it. Um, it's very specific there, too. Well, I mean, and think of, like, old traditional drinking songs and, like, beer hall mm -hmm. style, style meetings. Not just, you know. Oh, yeah. Go down to your local bar slash pub and... Or particular recipes, even for for beer, uh, that have to, like I mean, Belgian produces a lot. So, what else was added to the list this year? Well, in addition to Belgian beer culture, this year's list I love some of these also includes falconry in the United Kingdom. Obviously. Immediately picture Dale Gribble from King of the Hill. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, the art of wit. Called Askia, sure, in Uzbekistan and black pottery manufacturing in Portugal. The latter is one of the practices included on the list in need of urgent safeguarding. 
These seem like things I want to know more about. These are fascinating. I've always wanted to know more about falconry, but, you know, that's... I mean, you train a bird to go catch a thing, and you put a little little hat on it so it can't <laughs> see when you're a not little, ready to use it. A little iron cross hat. Yeah, right. <laughs> Man, this Isn't is British the... heritage, not... That's Dale's, the falcon Dale got was from some old Nazi or something. So it's got like an iron cross hood that they put on it. Oh, yeah. oh God. No, no one mentions that. it during that episode. Like it's never, I forgot no what attention kind of hood it had and the Nazi connection. Uh, Belgium has more than earned the designation. The tiny country is serious about its beer. According to the Brewers of Europe, a trade organization, Belgium had 106, 168 active breweries in 2014, and Belgians consumed an average of 72 liters per capita that year. 72 liters per capita? Yeah. Per, yeah. Each, each person gets 72 liters. Jesus. Much of that beer is Per hot. year. Not, not at once. Yeah. Hot. Oh, no. You'd just be dead. Much <laughs> of that beer is hopped on tradition. Indeed, some of the best beer in the country is made by Trappist monks, which we got to have one last weekend, and it was yeah, really good. Yeah, we got to have some, some Orval. Uh, who have been perfecting and passing down their craft for centuries. Beer has been part of our society since them... Since time immemorial. Yes, thank you. <laughs> my, I, my mouth was just like, no, you're not getting that out. <laughs> it's all right. I, I'm going to expect some repayment later in this episode. Man, I don't know what to do for you on that one. Uh, UNESCO itself has made declaring food worthy of cultural protection a kind of tradition. Last year, the agency... So cookies. Yes. Apparently gingerbread cookie art. Just gingerbread cookies. Not not anything from, from Nabisco or any other... <laughs> the agency put the regions that produce champagne and other French wines on its World Heritage List. And its intangible heritage list also include... They like to just constantly reference things already on the list include the preparation and meaning of armenian lavish lavash and traditional mexican cuisine i, I mean, need to know what an armenian lavash is do we want to know it's a clickable link let's find out uh presented is a traditional thin bread that forms an integral part of armenian cuisine it's typically undertaken by a small group of women that requires great effort coordination experience and skills that is a massive thing of bread yeah like that is huge that woman has her arms out (laughs) it does not look light they had me at bread i mean i'm interested that's a lot of pita uh okay all right you can can look it up on your own time i guess but like i i had to know what a lavish was look up some armenian lavish and if you want to feel hungry and want some pita All all right i think we have some untapped badges Oh, is it already that time? Get riggedy, riggedy, As most of you already know, it's Bourbon County time. The Bourbon County 2016 release. To kick off the holiday season, we're bringing back the Bourbon County Black Friday 2016 badge. The folks at Goose are focusing on the core Bourbon County variants this year. The core? There aren't that many. <laughs> uh, making them just right for your cold weather enjoyment. I think that's them saying they didn't make as many variants as they usually do. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's usually kind of crazy, but it's not. We, but we only had access had to the issues, barley wine. So let's. Yeah. All yeah. right. Uh, this is. Uh, they give a nice description of each of them. You can go for the Bourbon County Stout Original, the Bourbon County Stout Barley Wine, the Bourbon County Stout Coffee, and the Bourbon County Stout Proprietors. They should call it the, the OBC. Yeah, you know me. You done with OBC? But uh, OBC, you got me saying OBC. <laughs> the proprietors, <laughs> the proprietors stout was only available in Chicago. So if you get it elsewhere, then you probably paid way more money than I'm willing to pay for a bottle of that. Hmm. Uh, track down and check into this year's release, or pull any vintage from the cellar to unlock the Bourbon County Black Friday 2016 badge. This year's badge will be live for two months. So it started on Black Friday, and it'll go until uh, January 25th. January 5th. If you look at their dating, though, they said of 2016. <laughs> so you got to get in your time machine. Get... Oh, I see. You've had all year to get this, guys. I don't know why you're exactly why are you why are you dragging your feet? 
So you can continue to celebrate for all but two months. Yes. (laughs) So you can continue to celebrate with friends and family through the holiday season. Uh, Also, be sure to share your hashtag Goose Black Friday moments with the folks in Chicago. I did not, and I probably won't. (laughs) This is a very private, personal time between a man and his and his his Bourbon County County staff. Mm -hmm. Pants usually aren't involved. Just picturing you like rubbing the neck of the bottle sensuously. Mm-hmm. Just kind of going, loving you is easy because of your ABV. Dootin, dootin, doo-doo. All right. Uh, next up is the Breckenridge <sighs> Christmas Ale Badge. Uh, first opening its doors in Breckenridge, Colorado in 1990, Breckenridge Brewery understands the need for a warming beer during the chills of winter. I wish that said winds of winter. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. The brewery introduced Christmas ale to help warm the soul and provide a holiday companion worthy of sharing. Uh, let's see. It's a hearty and strong ale with rich yet subtle flavors of caramel and chocolate, which are derived from the abundancy, uh, from an abundance of carefully roasted malt. Yeah, no. Go get some Christmas ale. Uh, make sure you enjoy this strong ale now with friends and family uh, home for the holidays to unlock the Breckenridge Christmas Ale. Uh, simply check into one Breckenridge Christmas Ale between twelve eight sixteen and one eight sixteen. So you got a month. Seventeen. Yeah, they actually did it right in this one, but the Bourbon County one they screwed it up. Or did they? <laughs> maybe they maybe, maybe you need to get a DeLorean to get that to get that badge. I mean, they're just putting that badge over my head. I feel like we've had the. Feel like we've had the musical episode. I don't remember what the Christmas ale tastes like though, but I I swear I've had it before. Yeah, we had it last year. I have no idea. (laughs) No, I feel like I haven't had this one before. It is funny though; their badge has like you know since 1993, (laughs) and I'm like, that's not that long. Oh God, it's been a minute. Yeah. All right. So the third and final badge is Hoppy Anniversary. It is from Yard House. They it feels are... like this is this is what servers at Yard House have to do when they go out to say happy birthday. Happy, happy birthday. <laughs> yeah. It's not that kind of a restaurant. I know, Thankfully. but it's, that's all I could think of. They, that's probably a real thing. Uh, at least for the badge, maybe. I don't know. Uh, so they're celebrating their 20th anniversary, and they've teamed up with Green Flash and Alpine Beer to bring you a tasty triple IPA. So it's available at all Yard House locations as of December 7th. And it's 10.5% ABV, and it features warming hints of pear and pine, which sounds like an interesting mix. Um, Created with a mix of Centennial, Eldorado, and Mosaic hops. Be sure to check out the all-new Three Degrees of Celebration. And while while you are, be sure to check out Yard House's excellent selection of house beers. So check into three degrees of celebration from the Green Flash Brewery, and one of the following Yard House beers: um, Honey Blonde White Ale, House IPA, or the House Belgian Amber Triple. And then um, that's going to be between December seventh and January twenty ninth. I feel like I've had the Honey Blonde before. The couple times I've been there. Oh I yeah, remember, I remember it being solid. If you're going to go to Yard House and be drinking multiple beers and try and have dinner, I suggest you take out a small loan because oh gosh, everything yeah. there is way too expensive. It's delicious, yeah. but way too expensive. Delicious. And also, I need my I need my beer by the yard, Chris. <laughs> I mean, don't we all? I don't know. There's I need, some things I couldn't I need glasses that are, that are three feet tall with a straw for me. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing says sophistication like a glass whalebone. <laughs> Yard of beer and a silly straw, perhaps. Man, if they gave it to me in a silly straw that that like looped around a dozen times and eventually got to my mouth, I'd be like, yes, worth it. This and is... then brought you a salmon steak <laughs> on this plate that is just like you look at it, you're like, so where where are we eating? This is like five star quality. I don't know. <laughs> They're really nice, but it's yeah, like the are. best Chuck E. Cheese I've ever been to. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. This is why this is why Yard House is a uh, is a bachelor party only thing for for me. Mm. Yeah. Only uh, when my friends are having bachelor parties do I go to Yard House. What's the time frame on this one? Oh, I said it. Yeah, it ends the 29th. Okay, 29th. De- December 7th. 
Uh, Pearl again, Harbor Day to the 29th next year. No, again, 2017. They got it right again. Okay, so they messed up on the one badge. No, I'm going to check every badge from now on to see if they screw up the years. All right. Yeah. All right. Being hard on I think we have a. I think we have a topic or two to get to now. Yeah, we? we have a couple of them, so let's go ahead and move in that way. Died and went to heaven. But then they realized that it wasn't my time, and so they sent me back to a brewery. <laughs> oh, yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, yeah, no. Today we're talking about <clears throat> today we're talking about Anchor Brewing. Uh, well, for part of it, uh, Anchor uh, began in Cal- during the California Gold Rush when I hate you guys, uh, Gottlieb Burkle. Obviously, Gottlieb. 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 Uh, For the record, G-O-T-T-L-I-E-B. If you know it, please let us know. (laughs) You know what? No, let me stay in my ignorance. Don't let me know how dumb I am. Uh, When that guy arrived from Germany and began brewing uh, in San Francisco in 1896, Ernst F. Baruth and his son-in-law, Otto Schinkel Jr., bought the old brewery on Pacific Avenue and named it Anchor. This brewery burned down uh, in the fires that followed the 1906 earthquake. It was rebuilt in a in 1907. Uh, There's no record of what Anchor did during Prohibition, but it resumed serving steam beer after the repeal, possibly uh, as the only steam beer uh, steam beer company uh, still in operation. However, the brewery burned down yet again within a year, and it relocated one more time, this time to a building a few blocks away. This is the beginning uh, of that bit in uh, Bonnie Python and the Holy Grail, where they're like, I built a castle, and it sunk into the swamp. I built a second castle, it sank right into the swamp again. Then the third castle, it caught on fire, fell over, then sunk into the swamp. The fourth castle stayed. (laughs) Yep. They just, they had no luck with this at first, but they, I guess they just kept at it. I we will rebuild. Like all those people putting their trailers next to the creek. And then when it floods in the spring, what will you do? I will rebuild on the same spot. <laughs> all these all these fires do make me wonder how heavily insured was the Anchor Brewing Company. I'm going to assume very. <laughs> Did they just look and go, man, I didn't make a profit this year. Sure would be a shame if something happened to this brewery. After the third time, oh, though. No. After the third time, their premiums had to be through the roof. (laughs) They went, no, no, we're not insuring this building. You're going to burn it down again. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. The brewing continued operation until the late 1950s, but it suffered heavily from the country's increasingly strong preference for light lagers produced by mega breweries. These were dark times. Uh Whereas there had been more than 4,000 breweries at the turn of the 20th century, only 70 remained in the 1960s. Anchor briefly shut its doors in 1959, but was bought again and reopened the following year. By 1965, however, it was doing so poorly that it nearly closed again. It continued to deteriorate. The condition continued to deteriorate. Sorry. Drinking and trying to speak too quickly don't work that well. They do not. They con- their condition continued to deteriorate largely because of the current owner's lack of expertise, equipment, and attention to cleanliness that required to uh, required to produce consistent batches of beer for commercial consumption. The brewery gained a deserved reputation for producing sour, bad beer. That sucks. Yeah, there's a lot of tongue twisters. I think it only uh, gets worse. Um, <laughs> so enter our hero. <laughs> the hero of the story. Um, Fritz Maytag the third. So, you say that is he going to be selling me appliances? He is because he is. <laughs> a, I want to make the joke of the Connecticut Maytags. <laughs> oh, the Connecticut Maytags. <laughs> Good lord. Um, hearing that the Anchor Brewing Company was about to close and looking for a fitting business challenge outside his family's vast appliance business, <laughs> Maytag <laughs> bought the company in 1965 and made enhancing uh, its fortunes his mission. Uh, the venture did not initially meet with enthusiasm from his family back in Iowa. Maytag is the to Connecticut when they made it big. That's, that's <laughs> right. my story. Yeah, that's the, that's the joke. Uh, Maytag is the great grandson of Maytag Corporation founder Frederick 
Louis Maytag the first and son of Maytag Dairy Farms founder Frederick Louis Maytag the <laughs> second. With where, a commi- did, where did Fritz come in? I know they're just like you know we got to stop this. Um, they're done with his name. Uh, with the commitment to quality and the use of more expensive raw materials being keys to the family's success in, in their Iowa washing machine business, Fritz Maytag was unafraid of Anchor Steam's low volume but higher end market positioning. The brand had produced char- characterful local <laughs> That's beer. That's not a word. <laughs> no, no. Like, it is now. Uh, uh, but frequently in the 50s and 60s, it became contaminated, turning it sour. To revive the company in his early years at Anchor, Maytag invested extensively, borrowing heavily to revamp the company and expand capacity. In so doing, he placed at risk a substantial portion of his inheritance because the pr- to procure the loans required, he was required to post Maytag stock as collateral. At this Ouch. time, yeah, uh, in the late 60s, the bear market controlled the U.S. equity market. Uh, Maytag's stock fell, and his lenders required Fritz to post more and more of his inheritance. Meanwhile, he focused on turning around Anchor Brewing's fortunes. He both altered the recipe and the complex brewing process. Over time, the beer sugared, sugared, surged. surged. God, I, I can't read either. Over time, the beer surged in popularity. The brewery, once located on the upper floors of a building, uh, in what is presently San Francisco's design district, moved in 1979 to a new location nearby at the base of Potrero Hill, and throughout the years, demand continued to climb. Not wanting to sacrifice the small size of the brewery and, in turn, the quality of the beer, Maytag helped competitors become proficient in microbrewing. This helped the ease uh, to ease the strain of his own company. Man, this this reads a lot like that that you know, the crazy third generation son that's not going to make any, that's going to waste his inheritance. Yeah, uh, this this reads like the guy. None of you guys don't watch Mad Men, but no. anyone out there who's seen Mad Men would know about the the uh, ho ho and his his dream of making Highline uh, the new American pastime. <laughs> So it's in, I didn't throw it in this, but uh, it's interesting to note in his official biography, uh, they mentioned this uh, in its April 2005 article, 26 Most Fascinating Entrepreneurs, uh, Inc. Magazine named Maytag, seventh most fascinating for setting limits, it says. But he's named one of the most fascinating men of all time. Uh, entrepreneurs of all time. Yeah. That's that's pretty neat. You know. When the 2008 Just... James Beard Foundation's Lifetime Achievement Award for his work at Anchor Brewing. It's really interesting that, that he decides, like, I cannot keep up with the demand for for the beer I'm making. Forget it. Other companies, learn how to microbrew. Yeah. I thought that was like, okay, yes, that's like, one way to do it. <laughs> our current, like the current craft beer market owes its start to Maytag yeah. and Anchor yeah. Brewing. Like, the work he did there set in motion everything that gave us all the breweries we have today. Like, he, when they were trying to figure out the systems and how to do this stuff on the, you know, on a smaller to medium uh, setting, he was the one who just came in and he's like, screw it, we'll just build the stuff. He's like, we'll figure this out as we're going. Yeah. I mean, it's it's easy to do that when you've got, you know, lots of money behind you. Yeah. <laughs> When you've got all that, I think he was also the one. Uh, another reason he won that award, I'm pretty sure he's the one who came up with the Maytag man, just like the singular Maytag <laughs> repair man. I think you mean he the was guy. The one... You mean currently the guy from uh, uh, what was that sci-fi show that me and Brittany love? Um, Eureka. 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 He's the Maytag man. Is it Maytag? I think he's like the, he's in commercials now, and I want to say it's for Maytag. Huh. But yeah, Fritz is the one who came up with that ad campaign. So, good job. It's a good campaign. Yeah. Pretty good at marketing. Uh, speaking of which, we'll cut in here and start talking about the other part of this story: uh, the fact that Anchor owns the rights to an entire style of beer to the point that they had to rename it so other people could brew it. Uh, yeah, they they do have is a copyright or a trademark on the. I uh, can't remember which trademarked. Trademarked. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to talk about steam beer. Uh, the steam beer, or California Common, 
is an American original and was first produced in California during the gold rush of the late 19th century. Style of beer is very much tied to the West Coast, and in particular San Francisco. At its height, the style of beer was brewed by as many as 27 different breweries in California. Today, steam beer is a trademark term and can only be brewed under that name by Anchor Steam, yeah, Anchor Steam Brewing Company. Other brewers now use the name California Common for this style. Uh, steam beer is a highly effervescent beer made by brewing lager yeasts at warmer fermentation temperatures. Anchor Brewing claims that the name steam beer came from the steam that emanated from the roof of their brewery. Apparently, they had no way to cool the hot wort during the brewing process, so they pumped it up to the roof and let the cool San Francisco air do the job of cooling. The steam Anchor was often... Anchor Brewing, the San Francisco treat. <laughs> glug, glug. <laughs> The steam was often seen rising from the top of the brewery. Most historians claim that the brewing of steam beer was more of a creature of necessity than a well-thought-out style. Like, they put style in quotes. Yeah, that that I feel like it was easier and cleaner to do steam beer than it was to brew out there at the turn of the century. Yeah, uh... The first brewers that came to California lacked the supplies and tools to brew most types of beer and hence had to improvise as best as they could. As lagers were very popular at the time, they wanted to brew them but lacked the tools for cold fermentation. Therefore, they created a brewing process that used a lager yeast, which is bottom fermenting, but fermented at ale top fermentation temperatures. The fermentation is done in long, shallow vessels called califries, right? No idea. That's, that's the word that's heart. been messing me up. All right. Following my heart. It is followed by a period of warm conditioning or krausening. Sure. Sure. This warming, more like boiling, also, <laughs> also helped to kill off any bacteria. The beer was also highly hopped to prevent spoilage, much like the IPA. Hmm. So on the flip side, what everyone else has to uh, call it, the California Common. Uh, you have the description. This is via Beer Advocate. The California Common, or Steam Beer, is a unique 100% American-style lager. It's usually brewed with a special strain of lager yeast that works better at warmer temperatures. This method dates back to the late 1800s in California when refrigeration was a great luxury. The brewers back then had to improvise to cool the beer down, so shallow fermenters were used. Uh, so... In a way, the lager yeast was trained to ferment quicker at warmer temperatures. Today's examples are light amber to tawny in color. I can mm -hmm. never remember how to say that. Yes, yeah, tawny. Uh, medium bodied with a malty character, mildly fruity with an assertive hop bitterness. Man, I'm just picturing the idea of training yeast, like with a with a whip and a chair. Like, yeah, bad yeast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when you put those back to back, you're like, it's. It is the same thing by a different name, and yeah, it is. It is. Like it, copyright and trademark laws are tricky, so <laughs> yeah. But you can't call it one thing. But Justin, what common it is? What does the BJCP have to say about it? <clears throat> well, our old friend the BJCP says the California Common beer. The aroma should typically showcase the signature northern brewer hops uh, with a woody, rustic, or minty qualities and a moderate to high strength. Light fruitiness is acceptable. Low to moderate caramel and or toasty malt aromas support the hops. No diacetyl. Uh, it should be medium, uh, medium amber to light copper in color, generally clear, the moderate off-white head with a good head retention. Uh, the flavor should be moderately malty with a pronounced hop bitterness. The malt character is usually toasty, not roasted, and caramelly. Also, probably not a word. Uh, low to moderate high hop flavor, usually showing northern brewer qualities. Again, woody, rustic, minty. Man, minty. I just mm. Not what I normally think of with beer, but... No, uh, we missed it a couple weeks ago at the Braxton thing. They had a peppermint... Uh, milk stout. Oh, I got to try some of that actually. Um, mm. uh, one I heard of the, good things. It, it, normally, we're kind of scared about that because we're not fans of minty drinks. Um, but it was it just kind of left this like fresh tasting aftertaste about it. Um, almost like you just brush your teeth, but in like a good way. <laughs> yeah, it's like you brush your teeth and had a beer at the same time. Yeah. 
who hasn't done that? Right. Uh, the finish for uh, the California Common should be fairly dry and crisp with a lingering hop bitterness and a firm, grainy, malty flair, flavor. Uh, light, fruity esters are acceptable, but otherwise clean. Once again, no diacetyl. Uh, mouthfeel should be medium-bodied to medium-high carbonation. I always do like a nice carbonated beer. Although, if we're in stout territory... <laughs> you need to knock so, some of that out. But not too much. Not too much. I don't want it flat, but... You, are you saying you don't want any of that uh, coconut syrup? <laughs> I mean, I would have drank the rest of that just out of like, well, I mean, it's here in front of me. Guess I gotta. I couldn't bring myself to do it. Mm, yeah. Let's see. The BJCB's comments uh, say that this style is narrowly defined around the prototypical Anchor Steam example, superficially <laughs> similar to the to an American Pale or Amber Ale, yet differs in the hop flavor and uh, flavor slash aroma. It's uh, is woody minty rather than citrusy, and malt flavors are toasty caramelly. Don't agree with the BJCP that that's a word. Um, <laughs> The hopping is always the hopping is always assertive, and a warm fermented lager yeast is used. <clears throat> and we can go into ingredients, but you know, yeah, we don't. You, don't yeah, you get fine. a you get an idea of the ingredients. It's what goes into beer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, however, the IBUs on it are usually in the thirty to forty-five range, and the AB, ABVs are uh, four point five to five point five percent. So. Middle of the road. Not bad. Yeah. Uh, commercial examples. Anchor Steam Brewing. Southampton S-T-E-E-M beer. <laughs> uh, flying Dog Old Scratch Amber Lager. Which I didn't realize that was uh, this style. I so. didn't either. But yeah, I didn't know that was, their, that was their steam beer. Mm-hmm. But I, I got that. Oh, that's like California on the... Commons. I don't want to get anyone sued. Oh, yeah. yeah, right. yeah. This is, you're talking about California Common. Come on now. Uh, now. Back to the history. Yes, that was all just a cut-in for the history. Let's go back into our way back machine. Uh, <laughs> before offering bottles, sales were only uh, sales for Anchor were only sold in draft beer to thirty local establishments that had long carried the brand. Total production was only about eight hundred barrels in nineteen sixty nine. That's like and, nothing. Yeah, right. Remember earlier when I said how like sixty thousand is a lot of beer? Eight hundred is not. <laughs> uh. Let's see, 1,200 barrels in 1970 and uh, 2,100 in 1971. So that's some that's some good growth, though. That's they a good saw, jump, like, yeah. Yeah, they saw a double, like, 100% growth in a year. Well, I mean, like, they saw, like, a, a decent growth into the 70s, and then all of a sudden people realized that they weren't going to get sour, bad beer. Yeah. Uh, so all of a sudden it's like, oh, oh, yes, this is my jam. Uh the bottles were initially, uh, when they started bottling, they were initially sold in four packs to keep the price close to a mainstream six pack. Makes sense. Uh, 1980s, the Anchor Steam Brewing began to achieve national notice and demand increased from only a few thousand cases per year that had been produced at the old location. Uh, it was the first modern, first of the modern microbreweries being among America's first, being the first American breweries to produce a porter, barley wine, or India pale ale with regularity. Its success inspired many others to enter the brewing businesses, business, notably New Albion. I don't think I've heard of that one. I don't think I have either, but, you know. I've heard of them only in name only. I couldn't I tell saying, you But, what you know, I'm dumb, so. <laughs> I, I haven't heard of a lot of things that people are like, uh, yeah, it's fine. Uh, so, moving into more uh, modern day. Uh, in 2010, Maytag sold the company to the former Sky Vodka executives, uh, Keith Greger and Tony Folio, uh, from Nevada, California. Nevada? Nevada. Uh, who planned to expand Anchor's business while keeping its commitment to artisan brewing. In 2013, the brewery launched Anchor California Lager, a recreation of an historic Boca Brewing lager from the 1870s. The brewer- I wonder what that beer tastes like. too. <laughs> Uh, the brewery also announced a major expansion plan at Pier 48 in the Mission Rock neighborhood near AT&T Park, which would expand Anchor's maximum annual production capacity from 180,000 barrels to 680,000 barrels. So let's let's take a second and take a step back, <laughs> and let's let's look up uh, total production. 
only 800 barrels. Yeah. And then let's go. We in, have a date. In for, 69. In 69, it was 1,200. No, no, in 69, it was oh, 800. 800 in 1969. Yeah. Yes. So now. And, and then 2014, uh, they're expanding to do 680,000. <laughs> Jesus. So, uh,. So they officially pronounced Anchor IPA, the first IPA in the brewery's history. Um, well, they officially announced it in 2014. Anchor ended production of its winter seasonal Bach in 2014 and replaced it a year later with Anchor Winter Wheat. Which I have seen out and about on the shelves. Is that still thing? Okay. to try it. Yeah, it's out. Um, so going over some of the other things that they produce, um, which I'm sure... You know, most people have seen. We even have this, and it's from California. So, like, this is a pretty wide-ranging distributing beer. Um, so, you've got the Anchor Steam and the Anchor California Lager, which we just mentioned. Um, also, the Go West IPA, Anchor Dry Hopped Steam Beer, the Christmas Ale, the Liberty Ale, the Anchor Porter. Mm, that Porter. Oh. Uh, mm. Old Foghorn Ale, which is the barley wine, actually. And then uh, Anchor Meyer Lemon Lager, which I've actually seen a lot of that too. Anchor Mango Wheat, Anchor Saison, mm. uh, Summer Wheat, Breckles I don't know how I Brown. I about a Mango Wheat, by the way. Oh, I would totally drink that. I love Mango. Yeah, that Argonaut Collection at the and end. The Argonaut Collection, yeah. That's the, you go to their website and look up the different ones, but those are like uh, every now get, and then beers that they brew. Do you get like a Golden Fleece at the end of that? <laughs> I think it's required, yeah. Yeah. You do, <laughs> you you do a whole sale flight between, uh, between a... a multi-headed serpent and a uh in a whirlpool to to get to it <laughs> indeed God. oh wait sorry that's not uh that's not the argonauts that's uh odysseus isn't it yeah it's the odyssey very easy to mix up all those stories after a while though look they're both on <laughs> boats and they're greek <laughs> i just, feel like if you're saying. greek on a boat the story's only going one of two ways <laughs> right do you get back or not <laughs> how many creatures are involved was the Hydra involved? No, the Hydra... Okay, it, it's tangentially involved because one of the Argonauts was Heracles, mm. uh, who, as one of his his trials, had to kill right. the Hydra after yeah. he had left the Argonauts behind because he got bored <laughs> and his friend died. Right. He was revenge happy. Like you do. All right, so that kind of wraps it up. But yeah, that's... I mean... I didn't know it until researching for this. Like, I knew Anchor was an older brewery, but it's like we owe craft beer to Anchor. I didn't realize how how old they were. Right. That, uh, and but... Fritz Maytag. And that blew me away that he owned the company for so long. I had no idea about him being involved with any of this. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. Um, but and, and we've tried the... So we've had the, the Christmas ale on... The show before, I want to say. No. Uh, I had their... I swear we I had, had their uh, uh, last sty- uh, style episode, the Bach episode. Oh, had okay. Had Anchor's Bach on there. Okay. I swear we had the Christmas one. We did ju- We did get to try the Christmas one at the at our Beers Giving event, though. We compared yes. the 2015 to the 2016. And I was like, I was waiting to hear it. And yeah, the room was completely divided on which was the better one. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone was like, oh, the, remember... the 2015. And everyone else was like, oh, no, the 2016 was just so much more vibrant. I think it was the 2016 one I liked a little more. I uh-huh. liked the 15. I mean, don't get me wrong. It is the bee's knees. That 2016 just had that little bit more of everything. I got more yeah. spices in the 2016. I, which, pre- I preferred that one. Which you should. Like, it should have been. It should have popped a lot better. And yeah. it did to me. But... Whereas Casey preferred the 2015. I remember him saying that. Yeah. All right. Um, so, speaking of beers that we've had from anger let's just get right into it Hmm. drink with me friend yeah all right only two of us are uh (laughs) drinking alcoholic beverages this evening (laughs) (laughs) two of us are happy about it someone else gonna grumble in the the, corner and sniff my beers because a different two of us happened to be working on a baby, so <laughs> I'm kind of trying to I'm be as cautious as I can. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's understandable. Uh, in the meantime, I'm going to keep drinking. Yeah, good for you. Stop. You guys go what, ahead. What are you drinking? Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. H- have we heard the name before? The Anchor 
California Lager. Oh, yes, I believe I've heard of that one. Yes. Yeah, no, we just mentioned it. Uh, yeah, no, I'm trying that. It's from Anchor. It's a The style is a pale lager coming in at about uh, 4.9 uh, ABVs. I haven't found the IBUs on it yet. Hmm. Um, having a little trouble tracking that down right now. But, um, yeah, so it's... It's a rate beer score. I got another of those uh, divided ones. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> 50 overall and 100 for the style. That's really strange. Like, wow. that's... Well, I mean... I, I can see it. Hmm. Um, it's not one I would initially head to right away, just going on the taste of it. Hmm. Uh, but as a pale lager, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's what I expected of that. Okay. It hits the notes it should. You just don't <laughs> like those notes. It's not that I don't... <clears throat> Yeah, well, I mean, like, they're, it's not like I'm saying it's a bad beer. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's it, it, it doesn't blow me away that much, and it's a little bit extra bitter at the very end. Hmm. Um, it was odd for a lager. Yeah, it's not, and it's not like the normal, well, it may be, it, it's, it's a different type of hop bitterness than I'm used to, I think. Right. Because uh, they don't use the normal, uh, they don't use the, the, the very common hops that are around right now. They're using, uh, which one was it again? Yeah, mentioned, they mentioned it in the the thing. So I'm trying to see what the I totally forgot to Boca Brewing. Nope, never mind. I thought it said uh, said what kind of hops it was, but it didn't. Uh, still, it's 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 still like it, it's a, it's a pretty good lager, and I'll I'll finish it up. It's just you know I may not go back to it very very frequently. All right, uh, Chris, what are you drinking? I believe for once I am drinking to theme. Uh, What's that? You're not uh, rebelling? No, no, not this time. Well, I kind of am. Uh, (laughs) My first beer is the steam beer from Anchor Brewing. Mm. Style is a steam beer or California common. (laughs) California IA? California IA. Uh, the ABV, 4.9%. Again, same problem you had. I could not find the IBUs anywhere. Like, we can reference it's it's not blowing anything away. 30 to 45 is what the style will see. So Yeah. But also, again, like you, the rate beer score. Uh, 67 overall, 93 to style. I mean, it's the prototypical style. It's funny that there is something that rates higher than this in style. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that kind of, that's really weird. But it's, I'm getting these scores now because it's, oh yeah, no one likes this beer, but it is what it's supposed to be. Yeah. So I, I'm getting these like huge differential rates. And it's funny, I was looking, so I, I, I was like, okay, I can't drink it or whatever, but I at least wanted to, to get the aroma from it. And um, it was it was while you were describing what the color and everything else is supposed to look like, and I was like, accurate. <laughs> yeah, so. every down. If you want to know, like I, I can't describe it better than it's already been described in the episode. Like Bob laid it out there, the California common. Just as he's going down, I'm, I'm just sitting there in my head going, "Yep, yep, yep." Like it hits check, everything check. that it's supposed to there. So it is all that. There's the hoppiness is kind of odd. It's not like it's overly hoppy. It just seems yeah, like an odd diff- hop. I feel like it's it's just a different style hop than we've we've been having a lot of lately. Yeah. yeah, and you can, I mean, when you taste it, it feels like there's some history to it. You're like, this is this is not a normal beer. I feel like it has. Correct me if I'm wrong. I might be thinking the wrong thing, but it it feels like it's got a, well, mine and I think maybe the the traditional style as well have like a little bit of dankness to it that. There is a like, little danky, it's yeah. A little danky, not not, not that saying it's nose. a lot. I'm just saying like there's a little bit. You're like, okay, yeah, it's, it's in old. there. No, at some point, um, so Casey ended up taking the old foghorn, the barley wine. And, oh yeah, yeah, and then we also still have the Liberty Ale in the fridge. So maybe we'll just like report back on what those are. So yeah, or you can follow us on Untapped like and find out about those. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, nice little plug. All right. Follows it free. Indeed. They are. So, who wants to do announcements? Um, I can do it. Yes, a uh, uh, bit of an announcement there. We do. Uh, so, this uh, New Year's Eve, we will be on uh, the DCTV's New Year's Eve Streamathon. It's Diamond Club TV. 
Mm-hmm. We will be live on the video stream from 9.30 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, and we're requesting help from you guys. Dear, dear listeners, please <laughs> submit fuel for our little game that we'd like to be playing during our shift. So we're trying out a new game, and we're going to need need you guys to submit one fake beer with a name and a description. It's ABVs and brewery. The brewery can be real or fake. And to send one real one. Uh, Make it one that's it, not like a big ultra-national thing. Like if you're like, oh, the you know something from Rogue or something that's a real beer. Yeah. Don't like, send us Budweiser <laughs> from Anheuser-Busch. Yeah, you could really send obvious. us a regional beer. It could be from a bigger regional brewery, but one that might not have national acclaim or notoriety. So you can just look and snag a beer off of their menu and send us the information for that. Yeah, we'll. Uh, but we'll be we'll be streaming. We'll be video streaming, so you can actually look at us. Or what's preferable is uh, turn on video. Uh, just turn it on audio, so you don't have to look at me. Uh, <laughs> it's a terrifying concept because we don't do video it will or be, live streams. <laughs> it will be the four of us. Yeah, yeah. yeah it will be all of us. And if, if not, you know, I can. If if someone looks at me and goes, "Oh God, no, I can't look at this guy," I'll put a mask on. I won't put a sheet over my head because that's racist. But <laughs> Dis- disguised toast style, you know. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, uh, basically, we're going to be trying to play a game of trying to guess, uh, trying to figure out if a brewery's real or not. So or, yeah, if the beer is real or not. So yeah, beer. Yes. So someone will play. Uh... The question master, and we'll be pushing these pushing these off on everyone else. But at the same time, we're also going to uh, do a flight of dragon's milk. We'll be going through all the variants released so far this year. I say that because I thought it was going to be the full list of variants, and then under my nose at the last second, I don't even know if it'll hit shelves this year. They're releasing a triple mash dragon's milk. It's going to be like seventeen percent alcohol. But I've seen nothing if that's going to be, if it hits the shelves, if I can find it before New Year's Eve, it will be part of it. If not, I won't be able to. So if you want to drink along with us live, you need to hustle out and see if you can rob someone or hold up a liquor store and take. (laughs) Don't 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 hold up liquor stores, guys. Don't do that. That's bad advice. Uh, No, we're going to do a regular run-of-the-mill Dragon's Milk. We'll do the vanilla chai. We will do the coffee and chocolate. We'll do the coconut. And rum barrel one. We will also do the was it lemon and raspberry. Oh yeah, I forgot we had that many. Jeez, it's a lot. Yeah, was a raspberry dragon's milk. <laughs> can that you find in a better liquor store? <laughs> so yeah, uh, we hope you guys will join us New Year's Eve, uh, nine thirty to ten thirty p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The only on, time zone that matters. <laughs> yes, to us, the only time zone that matters on uh, Diamond Club, dot, Diamond Club dot TV, right? Yeah, uh, DC TV. Is it? Uh, I think should work. Let me uh, Diamond Club dot TV. But I think there may be like parallel links that that could work as well. But mm. yeah, uh, follow our Twitter, and we'll tweet out you know a URL. Yeah, when we like, get more and more details, we'll make sure to get that in, out there. Also, the streamathon is also, is going to be for um, uh, for extra the extra life charity. Yes, it is for charity. Uh, please donate. So uh, we will we'll be in the chat room uh, on the chat realm for Diamond Club. We will also be discussing the charity and promoting that. Um, so it, it would really be great if you guys when you're watching any of the streams that day because they will be starting quite early and going on after midnight Eastern. Um, if you want to donate to Extra Life Charity, that'd be great. It's a streamathon. Does yeah. not mean it's going to be short. Right. It's like what twenty seven hours. Yeah, it's Something like four like thirty a.m. to sometime <laughs> after the next after midnight. We uh, actually got a pretty good time slot. Yeah. To see it. Yeah. No. We we. Uh... <laughs> I was like, I'm surprised nobody else took that. Really. We just may have jumped the quickest. Maybe someone out there may be hating us. Perhaps. Look, they can come in. I'll, everyone is welcome. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay, guys. I think that's going to wrap us up. All right. I think um, that's, a, that's a show. Yeah. So uh, go ahead and subscribe and get some great resources at haveadrinkshow.com. Uh, you can also follow us at haveadrinkshow on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Um, we may try to do, now that I think about it, sorry, some live video on our end 
on uh, either or both Instagram live video, which is new, and Periscope. So we'll, we'll be looking into that. But look for Have a Drink Show on really any of that stuff. Um, and then please make sure to go rate us on iTunes. So, um, okay, well, yeah, we've come up with a new thing for the iTunes rates. <laughs> I thought this would be funny. So if you're still with us listening, then you are a diehard because we've been rambling on for way too long. Hmm. But <laughs> if you're sick of hearing us like fall on our knees and beg for iTunes reviews, they do really help us. But we decided to have some fun with it. So you can go give us a five-star rating on iTunes if you feel we deserve it. Then in the comments, put the name of your most despised beer, like the <laughs> beer you can't stand at all, and give it the description of your absolute most favorite beer. We are looking for absolute absurdity in these. And I, I think it'll see, be a I lot of fun. I want to see Bud Light described as a, as a, a delicious yet cloying barley wine yeah <laughs> so i think this is gonna be really great like that's the kind of stuff we're looking for like go like heineken and describe it as a delicious cherry chocolate stout or something despise beer with the description of your favorite beer yeah all right and uh please remember to tell us your favorite drink ask a question uh leave general feedback or the feedback we we mentioned before yeah remember fake beer and real and beer, real beer yeah. for our for our game uh, and you can send all that to us at our uh, email address at feedback at haveadrinkshow.com. And you can also use the feedback page on the website. And yes, guys, all joking and fun aside, again, we'd like to remind everyone, please drink responsibly. Don't drink and drive. Uber, Lyft, good old DDs, you know. You can listen to us while driving. Just don't feel you need to drink along. Yes, right, no, right, no. Yeah. do not Until do you get that. home. Yeah. Do not Until do you get that. home. All right. Uh, so check us out in another couple of weeks. Um not only for our next episode, but for the New Year's Eve stream. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. It's two weeks. Yeah. Uh, once again, I'm Brittany Lee Walker. I'm Justin Frazier. And I'm Christopher Walker. And we'll see you guys New Year's Eve. Woo! Bye! Bye. Bye.